Sister Jessica a few days ago. Amen. And she, uh, we were having testimony service on a Wednesday night. And Brother Sandoval has a testimony. Would you like to tell your testimony? Sure. Is that okay? Am I putting you on the spot? No, no, I, want, I want you to hear what God did in this man's life. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. This is about sometime in January after work. I went to Habit Burger All right. in San Leandro, and uh, I w it was on a Friday, I remember, and what had happened was I was headed straight to Chico to see my oldest daughter, Victoria, and my grandson, spend a weekend with them. I had everything packed that mor the night before, and I said, I'm not even stopping by my house, I'm going straight to Chico, because of traffic. I sat in there, I was eating, and I mean, you don't know when your heart's going to stop beating. But I was sitting at the table by myself. I was wiped out. I had a lot of stress the last couple months of my life, a lot of stress. And I said, I just want to get to Victoria's. I just want to get to my daughter's. And uh, I didn't feel totally well. But I said, I'm going to make it somehow. To my surprise, I didn't know my heart stopped. When your heart stops beating, you don't know it stops beating. You're done. I was, I was out. All I remember is uh, the, t the booth right in front of me, there was about four girls. They looked like uh, freshman college or high school age. And um, all I remember was seeing four girls in the booth and suddenly be all happy, just fellowshipping four young girls. And then next thing you know, I was sitting like this. The, the booth um, is that way. I don't know how I got how I was turned this way and on my back and I didn't know how that happened because my heart started beating. The reason why I know my heart started beating is after I had a Zoom appointment with my doctor uh, when I got the Chico, my daughter says, you, I told her what happened. I said, I was out. And she says, you need to get uh, talk to your doctor. I haven't talked to him in 12 years. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of guy I am. I don't go to the doctor. I don't. I go, it's been about 10 or 12 years. And the last time I seen him, he said I had high blood pressure. I did everything to the T. And four weeks later, my blood pressure was down back to normal. I used to be having to work and eating healthy, so I, I know what to do. It's just doing it. But anyway, let me try to sum this up. I don't want to take too much of the service. But anyway, so um, after I did all the EKG, the blood work, all the tests, the cardiologist is the one told me, you know why your doctor has got you with a heart monitor? I don't have it anymore. And I said, no. I go, he hasn't told me anything. I just had a Zoom appointment. And he goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, all the tests we ran on you. He goes, he goes, when you were out, your heart stopped beating. Wow. He says, he goes, your doctor didn't tell you that. He goes, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Wow. Right? And I said, oh, okay. More serious than I thought. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, to make large, all I remember is when this is what I want to really give God the glory and a lot of times we think God's going to work this way yeah. or he's going to work that way I f you feel the Holy Ghost you're speaking in tongues you go to lay hands on somebody right and you try to transmit something in the Holy Ghost and sometimes you're speaking in tongues you just get louder and louder and you think that's going to help them get healed they might get healed that way but we know the Bible talks about the gifts of healings yeah. plural right here's what happened to me here's what I can remember as a man, of, you could say a temporary dead man, all I remember is um, 
I didn't exist. And I, then I heard this young girl say, like, barely been here, like a thousand miles away, Sir, are you okay? I could barely hear that. After I heard that, this is what I this is what I remember clearly. After I heard that, I heard a voice say, Henry, get up. Uh, <laughs> I know that was the Lord. Yeah. I heard a voice say, Henry, get up. Uh, when I heard that voice, then the girl's voice got really loud. Sir, she was like this, are you okay? And I was right, and her eyes were like bugged out. And then I just started to get up, and I looked around, and I got up. I was embarrassed, so I left my food there. I didn't finish my burger. <laughs> I, I go, oh, my goodness, what happened to me? Right? And I, everybody's looking at me. I said, thank you, thank you. I, I got out of there. I went to my truck. I hung over my truck, and I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Lord. So I got to Chico. That's not the end of the testimony. I'll tell you what God did. Okay, God brought me back up, but... All right, my heart stopped beating for a reason. There's something wrong with me, right? Your heart doesn't just stop beating. Right. I got the Chico. I went, I was, no, wait a minute. Sorry, that was Wednesday because I went to Wednesday night. Bible said Pastor Morton's church. I felt wiped out. I didn't pass out or, or anything like that again. I was in service. Everybody started to worship like a service just like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pastor Morton never preached. He just walked from behind the pulpit. He said, the Holy Ghost is here. People are going to get healed, right? I was, I raised my, my hands. My son Henry happened to show up that night. Wow. He came to church. My daughter Victoria was laying hands on him. I was next to him, standing up. She was praying for him. And he just showed up from, from Walnut Creek. So I um, raised my hands, and I felt this warmth come over my body from the hip. From here all the way down in my chest, Great. all over my body. Before that, I had, before my heart started beating, I used to, for the last six months, I had numbness in both my toes. My daughter knows I am. I never share anything with anybody. Yeah. I'm a real private guy. I don't like anyone to know anything about my, you know, health condition, whatever. After that service that night, the numbness in my toes oh. was gone. And then after all the testing, after all the testing, the doctor sent me a letter and it said, he goes, uh, Mr. Sandoval, he goes, your heart is found to be, all your organs are in excellent condition. Your blood work and your cholesterol is well within the limits. Every test came out shooting th through the roof. And I said, you know what? I need to get some ribeye steaks and bring them, bring them to Jessica's. Because <laughs> I'm not worried about the cholesterol for now. But anyway, I give God the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's praise God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. That's a, hey, that's a God testimony right there. Praise God. Let's give God some praise right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Somebody shout, God is a healer. God is a healer, praise God. And uh, as Brother Sandoval was up here testifying, uh, you know, all I could think about was his praying mother. And uh, I'm just telling you, the prayers of a praying mother just never die, praise God. Even when our mothers pass away, their prayers live on, Brother Sandoval. Amen, hallelujah. And I believe right in that moment when you heard Jesus say, get up, amen, your mom was pulling on his sleeve, praise God, saying, that's my baby still, praise God. I thank God. 
You ought to thank God if you got a praying mother. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we give God glory for the things he's doing in the saints of God's lives. Amen. Praise God. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to no dead church where they don't think and believe that the gifts of the Spirit are still operating. Praise God. He's a healer and he's always going to be one. Praise God. Somebody give God some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Book of Judges chapter 6. Let's stand back to our feet. Amen. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 3. Uh, last announcement for the night. This Sunday we are going to be blessed with the ministry of uh, Brother Justin Poindexter. Reverend Justin Poindexter. You don't want to miss it. Bring a visitor out to the house of the Lord. And uh, praise God. Also, um, hopefully we're, we're gearing up, but... Uh, Hopefully by the second week of April, we are going to start uh, prayer teams. And uh, we're going to be praying uh, throughout the month. But it's going to be, everyone doesn't have to be here on the prayer day, praise God. But we're going uh, to break up into groups. And then on every group will be here one week of the month. So get ready for that. It's going to be a good time, uh, praise God. We want to be a praying people, praise God. We want to be a praying people. So you're welcome to come whenever you want. You could come every single prayer day. But... Uh, we're going to have teams, and so, because this is what we plan to do till Jesus comes, amen, and so we want to be consistent, and I know that sometimes if, 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 if it goes for too long, people start not showing up, other people get discouraged, we don't want that to happen, what we want to do is we want to be consistent, and so we're going to break it up a little bit so that you can be consistent, there are some of you that, that, that are consistent with or without the breakup, so you are blessed and you're, you're welcome to be here, please do so if you want to, uh, praise God, but the rest of everyone, we're going to break up into groups, because we want full participation, and uh, if you can't meet us once a month for prayer, uh, praise God, then we just got a lot of preaching and teaching to do to you, praise God, so praise God, it's going to be good, it's going to be exciting, my wife and I just have to sit down, break up the teams, I know for right now, uh, my wife and I will be over the Alameda team, so those of you who live in Alameda or live close to Alameda, uh, you'll be praying here with me and my family, praise God, so amen, let's go, book of Judges chapter 6, verse number 3, say amen when you have it. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase. Everyone say the increase. And the, they destroyed the increase of the earth till thou comest unto Gaza and left no substance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkeys. For they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers for multitude, for both they and their camels were without number. And they entered into the land to destroy it. And I'm going to preach to you this evening on this subject, keeping your increase. Keeping your increase. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I want to keep what God gives me. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful and it is anointed. Lord, I pray that that anointing would be transferred to me. I pray that your people would feel empowered. I pray, God, that you would cast the vision into our hearts and help us to be obedient to that vision. In Jesus' name, and everyone say amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. We began our study of Judges chapter 6 last week. And as many of you remember, we talked about 
the cruelty of the Midianites and how that the Midianites uh, ended up pushing the Israelites into the mountains and into caves and caverns, amen, uh, and into hiding, praise God. And all of this happened not because the Midianites were mightier than the Israelites, but because the Israelites, according to verse uh, to chapter 6, the beginning of chapter 6, it is because the Israelites had done evil in the eyes of the Lord. Being in the caves was bad enough. But the tragedy of the caves was that Israel had to stand by, as we just read, and watch as the harvest and the flocks that God had given them were devoured and decimated by their enemies. What made this sight so painful was that it wasn't just the Midianites who did this. It was other people as well. Their lands became the target of wild and uncontrollable looting. Everyone from the east and the west joined in to take away from them everything that God had given them and everything they had worked for. Their enemies literally doubled up on them. And if there's anything that's truly tragic about turning away from God, it's that our troubles double. Praise God. Amen. When I read this verse, I immediately thought, of the challenge that every church must face sooner or later. And it's this. How do we win the lost and how do we keep them saved? Amen. For us as New Testament Christians, when we read the words harvest, amen, and fruits and trees and livestock, amen, those are all used in the New Testament to describe revival. Praise God. You and I are called sheep, amen, in case you don't know it, amen. Some of us goats, but hopefully all of us are called sheep, amen. Hallelujah. But we're also called trees and we're also called fruit, amen. And so when we read these things, we understand that in the New Testament and in the business we're involved in, it translates into revival and into harvest and into the winning of souls. And all of us have to ask ourselves, how do we win the lost? And then how do we keep them saved? Amen. Is it a question of organization? Does the church need to be more organized? Is it a question of evangelism methods? Does the church need to figure out more creative ways to reach the lost? Is it a question of more activities? Should the church have more, amen, uh, uh, get-togethers, amen? Should the church be more involved, amen, in some sort of active fellowship? Or is it a question of programs? Should the church be offering food, daycare, amen, or whatever? Praise God. I want to be very frank and honest with you. All of these things matter, and all of these things have their place in a growing church. But they are not the solution to the problem. Several years ago, a group of men got together in order to figure out, amen, a very common problem that was going on in the United States. And it was this. 
No one liked mowing their lawns. I don't think anybody likes mowing their lawns. I do know of a few people that do, praise God, but by and large, nobody wants to mow their lawn. And on top of that, nobody likes to have to take their lawnmower to get fixed all the time. And nobody wants to pour gas into the lawnmower. And nobody wants to make sure the lawnmower is charged the night before. And so there was this big problem with lawnmowers and lawn. And uh, the problem also stems that nobody wants to have weeds and grass growing everywhere in their front lawn. And so they begin to think about creative ways to make better lawnmowers, more efficient lawnmowers. But there was a man in the room, amen, who has blessed even my life, praise God. And this man stood up and said, we are not looking at the problem correctly. How about, amen, we stop looking at lawnmowers and start looking at the lawn. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said, we should make grass that doesn't need to be cut. And I had the privilege of living in a house, amen, that had fake grass. And let me tell you something. I loved it. My neighbors loved it. Bystanders loved it. Dogs loved it. Squirrels loved it. Praise God. It was the coolest thing ever. Praise God. It stayed green all year round. Praise God. It never needed to be cut. I'd never purchased a lawnmower. Amen. I never had to recharge, regas, or do any of that. And it was all because somebody, amen, understood, amen, the proper solution to the problem. Amen. And we have to get better at detecting the real problem. Because there's a lot of times, amen, we're trying to gas up the lawnmower. We're trying to crank up the lawnmower. We're trying to fix the lawnmower. Amen. When there's a perfectly better solution and that's just to get a whole new lawn. Praise God. Amen. And can I preach to you tonight that Israel, amen, did not have trouble or problems with trees. Their trees were just fine. You can ask the Midianites. They loved them. Praise God. They did not have trouble with water. Amen. The land that they had taken had plenty of water for every tree. They did not have a problem with harvest. Amen. They had more fruit than them and their enemies knew what to do with. They didn't even have trouble with livestock. Praise God. They had more than enough livestock. Their sheep flourished. Their goats flourished. The Bible even says their donkeys flourished. Praise God. Amen. The problem was not, amen, with the trees, the water, the harvest, or the livestock. Israel's problem was alignment with God. I said Israel's problem was alignment with God. They knew what life looked like when they were in alignment. And they also knew what life looked like when they were out of alignment. And I want to preach to you tonight that it is in the best interest of every church, especially East Bay Bible Fellowship, and every individual member of East Bay Bible Fellowship, amen, hallelujah, to strive for alignment with God. Amen, hallelujah. Somebody give God some praise right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Brother James. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's praise him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you get into alignment, amen, remember what it looks like. Remember what it feels like. And remember what it sounds like. Praise God. I have never spoken to a saint of God that has gotten out of alignment, that has not told me in so many words. Amen. Pastor, I remember what it was like when I was on fire. I remember what it was like when I was aligned. I remember what it was like. Amen. Hallelujah. When my whole family was walking in the ways of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I preach to you? Amen. Something that you already know. There's no greater life than an aligned life. Amen. There's no greater family than an aligned family. There's... 
somebody, hallelujah, there's no happier time, amen, than when your finances are aligned, your health is aligned, your energies are aligned, your time is aligned, your wife and your husband is aligned, your kids are aligned, hallelujah, and you personally are aligned with the perfect will of God, amen, and when a church gets into alignment and the individuals get into alignment, amen, there's going to be revival with or without organization, with or without programs, with or without somebody with or without amen outreach methods amen it takes alignment first because if the church is not aligned and if the people are not aligned what are we inviting people for anyways what are we bringing them through the door for anyways amen but when a church is aligned the song service is good even when the song's not good amen the preaching is good even when the preach is not so good amen because alignment produces a power a force and energy, if you will, that sinners can't resist. Saints can't deny. Hallelujah. Kids got to feel. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to you today about being in alignment with God. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. The harvest is depending on alignment. The harvest depends on saints to be aligned. Jesus tells us a story about a harvest, and he says that it was, it was, it was bountiful, it was big, it was growing and going. But the people that were in charge of the harvest fell asleep. There was no problem with the wheat. There was no problem with the field. The seeds were good. The, everything was right. But the disciples were sleeping. The servants were sleeping. And Jesus said that while they slept... The enemy came in and began to sow tares. Praise God. Amen. And it all started with the servant, the disciple, the Christian, the churchgoer being out of alignment. Uh, amen. When you're in alignment, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You're able to reap all of God's harvest. Uh, there's never been a problem with the harvest. Uh, there's more people here, praise God, than we know what to do with. Uh, I said there's more people here than we know what to do with. Uh, amen. We got miracles. Uh, Amen. We got everything from people getting one to God at the park uh, to people being raised from the dead. Praise God. Hey, there's no problem with the harvest. Uh, there's no problem with God. Miracles are still happening. People are still getting baptized. People are still getting the Holy Ghost. Uh, oh, but today I want to preach to the church. Uh, stay awake. Uh, stay aligned. Uh, amen. The harvest is depending on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. Somebody shout yes. I have a lot of preaching to do. Amen. And so I need you to help me. Praise God. The most beautiful thing about alignment is that people will come through the front door and the spirit will lock the back door. Oh, yeah. The spirit will have people coming through the front door and it'll lock the back door. Praise God. I, I praise God. Amen. I'm, I'm, let me just tell you. Amen. I still remember the day. Amen. That my wife and I drove down to Monterey, California. Praise God. To pick up Fernanda and her hamster. She had a hamster at the time. Praise God. Rest in peace to the hamster. I think he passed away recently. Amen. Hallelujah. But I still remember the day. Amen. My wife and I said we will align to whatever God tells us and never 
did we think that God would tell us, go drive all the way down uh, to Monterey and teach this girl a Bible study? Uh, but I told Chris, because Chris Durio, her husband, said, amen, pastor, can you please go talk to Fernanda? And something in my spirit said, go get her. I'm going to win her. Praise God. And I just aligned myself. Uh, amen. I put my wife, amen, hallelujah, in the car, put the kids in the car seat. Uh, praise God. We, I never did tell Sister Fernanda. Praise God. I'm allergic to hamsters. Praise God. But I was aligned to the Holy Ghost. Uh, praise God. I sneezed all the way home. Uh, praise God. I think I'm telling her this for the first time. Where'd she go? Praise God. Hallelujah. She's here somewhere. Praise God. But praise God. But that alignment, uh, amen, and that willingness. And Fernanda, amen, lined up. Praise God. She said, I don't know who these people are. Praise God. But me and my hamster are going with them. Praise God. And tonight, she's here. Amen. Singing, helping us. Amen. Worship God. Why? Because the... The Holy Ghost brought her through the front door and then it locked the back door. Praise God. She can't leave. She got married to the drummer. Praise God. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost knows how to lock the back door. Woo! Somebody give God some praise right now. Yes, 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 yes. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Oh, yeah. Let's pray for just a few. I feel, I feel revival in the air. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Can I be the first to tell you? You know, we, we make stuff look nice around here, but we lack a little bit of organization. We really do. Um, we lack a little bit of pizzazz and, and structure in certain areas. And some of that, praise God, is because we're leaning heavy on the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And somebody said, well, I don't think that's a good excuse. It's a great excuse. Yeah. Praise God. It's a good excuse. Uh -huh. Praise God. I have pictures. And this, this might make some people gasp for air. Praise God. I have pictures of how many times we've done outreach. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not a long reel. Let me just tell you. Amen. Praise God. We have about three pictures uh, before we got here, and then we got like one or two. Praise God. When we went to go do outreach during the pandemic. Praise God. And we scared everybody. Praise God. Amen. But I'm just telling you. Praise God. I, I, I want to be aligned with God. Amen. And in just a few years, praise God, God has blessed this church. Amen. If you've never been in church, uh, if you're new to the church world, let me just tell you, churches don't typically grow this fast. Praise God. God has been blessing us. Amen. Not because we're the most organized. But I'm just letting you know, praise God, uh, what we have, amen, is not just talented singers. We have aligned singers. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, 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 and the preacher, praise God, if you'll believe me, I'm trying to get myself aligned too. Praise God. I'm trying to do my best. And I emphasize to Brother Thaler. And I emphasize to Brother Jesse Willoughby. And I emphasize to Brother Brandon Puller. Praise God. When you get to the pulpit, get aligned. Praise God. Because the people of God. Amen. Need an aligned preacher. Praise God. And I'm preaching to you good people. Amen. Get aligned. Praise God. Stay aligned. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because when you get aligned, uh, Sister Cindy, your husband will come through the front door and God will lock the back door. Uh, when you get aligned, praise God. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. When you get aligned, Sarah, God will bring your brothers and your sisters and your cousins through the front door uh, and he'll lock the back door. Uh, when you get aligned, Brother Tony, uh, God will bring your son and his wife Amen. Through the front door and lock the back door. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Yes, 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 yes. We're talking about alignment. Yes, let's give God some praise right now. I feel a great, amen, spirit of revival in the house. Yeah. Hallelujah. When you get aligned, 
when you get a line. Sister Rivera, your family will come to God. Yes, they will. And you know what? The devil can't stop the alignment. Sin can't stop the alignment. The world can't stop the alignment. Praise God. Yeah, the alignment will bring in Isaiah and Henry and Daniel. Praise God. The alignment will bring every. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. The alignment. I'm talking about the alignment. I'm talking. Hallelujah. The alignment. The devil can't stop it. Sin, you know, I remember, I remember when I first came to God. Uh, our church didn't have a lot of fancy stuff, but it had alignment. Small group, horrible music, horrible smells in the building. Yeah, but there was alignment in that house. I'm telling you, I had been to the clubs. I had been to the parties. I had been to the concerts. I had, I had done all the illicit substances. But I promise you, I never felt what I felt inside of that dirty, dingy dance hall. Yeah. Praise God. And what I was feeling was a group of people that were aligned. They were aligned. And I, I promise you, Brother Tony, every Saturday, I'd party hard. And I'd tell myself, I'm going to miss church this Sunday. I can't do it. And, I, and all of a sudden, 9 a.m., boom, my eyes would open up. And I'd start putting my clothes on. And I'd, I'd, I'd literally, I remember the day putting my clothes on to go to church, saying, I'm not going to church today. I'm not going to go today. Praise God. I'm not going today. And then I'm out the door on my way to the church. Praise God. Because the church was aligned. And not even my sins, I said not even my sins could stop the alignment. Hey, uh, come on. We were giving Sylvia a Bible study on Saturday. I told Sylvia, listen to me, Sylvia. You're about to get aligned. When you get baptized in Jesus' name, you're going to get aligned. I said, but you listen to me good, Sylvia. I said, when you fall into alignment, I said, the devil is going to fight you. I said, so I want you to expect, amen, all hell to break out in your house, amen, tonight after you leave. And she told me on Sunday before she got baptized, she said, I went to to bed at 6 a.m. this morning, but I remember what you told me. She said, I was fighting things. I was feeling things I had never felt, Pastor. I felt a spirit of fear, but I knew that I had to get down to the church to get baptized. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about alignment. The devil can't stop it. Sin, Sin can't stop it. The world can't stop Hallelujah. The world's brighter, flashier. It, its marketing powers are stronger than ever. And there is still godly, apostolic, holiness living folk on a Wednesday night worshiping Jesus. Amen. That should let you know the power of alignment. Amen. That should let you. We don't. We, I, I promise you, I don't have any fancy techniques. This is about as fancy as I get. See you Wednesday night. That's, 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 as, that's as twisting of, of an arm. as That's my marketing. There's my whole campaign right there. See you Wednesday night. Praise God. And, uh, but I'm, I'm counting on alignment. On alignment. Because alignment, alignment will tell you good people, you got better things to do than to stay home and just surf the net. You got better things to do 
than to just stay home and afraid of the next COVID variant. You got better, come on somebody, you got better things to do than to stay here in the house with the curtains closed watching church online, praise God. You got better things to do, amen. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude. I told myself I'm preaching positive tonight. This is positive. I'm talking to you about alignment. Uh, alignment, amen, hallelujah, will pull you out uh, of the world's flow and stream uh, and it'll align you to God uh, and you'll come to the church with headaches, uh, amen, your hair going that way, your tie going that way, praise God, you'll come with aching feet or hurt back, arthritis, amen, hallelujah, you might even come with the new variant to bless us with, praise God, but you're getting to the house of God uh, because you're in alignment with the Holy Ghost, uh, praise God, you're in alignment. Hey, if Israel was lined up, it, it wouldn't matter how many people ganged up on them. It would not have mattered. They would have all lost. God said, I'll scatter your enemies. Praise God. Amen. But, but they weren't aligned. But let me tell you something, good saint of God. When you're aligned, it doesn't matter if you become the target of the family get-together. It doesn't matter if you become the, 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 the target of the, of the family text thread. I'm preaching good right now. It doesn't matter, amen, if Cousin Beto and Auntie Letty, backed up by Grandma Suarez, praise God, all decide to converge, amen, and get in your Kool-Aid and mix your stuff up. Praise God, you are in alignment. And everyone from your grandma to your uncle fixing to find out. You don't touch aligned people. You don't mess with aligned people. Praise God, those text threads will fall. Amen. My Bible tells me, amen, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. We get excited about that part. But let me tell you what I get excited about is the next verse when he says, and every lying tongue that raises itself up against you. I will condemn for your sake. He didn't say for my sake. God said, I'm crazy about you. I don't like them talking about you. I don't like them ganging up on you because you're my aligned saint. You're my aligned daughter. And oh, somebody give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, give God some high praise right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what does alignment look like? Let's talk about it. Praise God. And uh, I, I want to be honest with you. Let me just tell. If you work graveyard, or if you have a, a really rough, amen, a business hour, I'm not preaching to you right now. Praise God. But alignment means praying. Now just hold the amen because you ain't heard the next part yet. And above all, it means praying consistently in the morning. Yeah. I told you to hold on to the amen. Yeah. Alignment means praying in the morning. Psalms 5 and 3 says, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. Psalms 143 and 8 says, Because... Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee in the morning. Amen. Mark 1 and 35, speaking of Jesus, after he had healed multitudes at Peter's house, the scripture says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place 
and there he prayed. Praise God. Jesus healed multitudes. Jesus had downright, amen, devil chasing church. And you know what he did the next morning? He woke up early to pray. Praise God. Saint of God, I'm just telling you, amen, the reason morning prayer is alignment uh, is because it reveals priority. Because what you do in the morning, praise God, says what really matters. Uh, what you do first before you do anything else, praise God, says more about your alignment than anything else. Somebody give God some praise if they believe that. Amen. I want our church to establish a morning legacy. I want our church to establish a morning legacy. I want single mothers to have a morning legacy. I want single women to have a morning legacy. I want fathers to have a morning legacy. I want single men, amen, to have a morning legacy. I want single fathers to have a morning legacy. Amen. There's nothing more powerful than a saint of God that's up early in the morning before the phone turns on, before the news comes out, before the world makes its noise, and it's ruckus and is on his or her knees praying unto Jesus. Amen. Asking for help for the day. Amen. Praying for the lost. Amen. Seeking God for revival. Amen. Look, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us. Amen. Let's establish a morning legacy. Praise God. Genesis 19 and 22 says Abraham rose up early, amen, to check on the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. The Bible says in Genesis 19, amen, uh, hallelujah, that Abraham woke up early to send away Hagar. The Bible says, amen, that Abraham woke up early when it came time to sacrifice Isaac. Praise God. You know what that tells me? That every time Abraham, amen, had to crucify his flesh, uh, bring down his will, amen, and pray for the lost, he got up early in the morning. Praise God. You got to get up in the morning uh, to pray for the lost. Uh, you got to get up in the morning to tell some spirits they got to leave your house. Uh, you got to wake up early. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost all over me right now. Praise God. You got to wake up early in the morning. Praise God. You got to wake You got to wake up early in the morning when it's time to let people go. You know, the Lord laid this testimony on my heart. I want to share it with you very quickly. My pastor, uh, he told me the story, amen, about how when uh, uh, they started the church there in the city where we're at, where we were at, he said every single, th th there came a season where they were catching some momentum. And he said that all of a sudden, uh, a spirit started speaking to his wife. And it started telling her, I'm going to take your kids. I'm going to take your kids. I'm going to take your kids. And uh, she, she, she kind of played it off, you know, rebuked it, you know, went back to sleep, whatever. But it kept getting stronger. And it started getting detailed. Because, you know, devils can talk in details. And then it started telling her how it was going to take her kids and what it was going to do to her kids and how it was. And on and on. And my pastor said, I just remember one day rolling over in bed at 3 a.m. And my wife was not in the bed. And I could hear her from the living room just praying and praying and praying. He said, and then it happened the next day. And then it happened the the next day and then it kept happening and it never stopped happening praise God and my wife finally told me praise God there came a morning when I just woke up praise God and I started praying against this spirit telling me it was going to take my children to hell praise God and she said it broke it just broke the thing just surrendered I'm just telling you the morning time is a good time to defeat some devils praise God the morning time is a good time amen to break the back amen of powers and principalities the the 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you that keep hearing, I'm going to take your husband away. Get up in the morning and pray about that. Some of you that keep hearing, I'm going to take your kids away. Get up in the morning uh, and start praying about that. Some of you that keep hearing, I'm going to take your parents away. Get up and pray about that. Somebody that, come on, I'm preaching to somebody. Amen. That devil that keeps telling you, praise God, I'm going to wipe your parents out. I'm going to wipe your kids out. I'm going to wipe your marriage out. I'm going to wipe your family out. Uh, praise God. You know what you need to do? You need to wake up early in the morning and start talking to those devils. Uh, start telling those devils, praise God. Uh, amen. What your priorities are. And get yourself an apostolic alignment. Uh, praise God. Until the devils leave. Uh, until they quit talking that crazy garbage. Uh, until they leave you alone and leave your... Yeah. Amen. Oh, somebody give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and pray. I feel the Holy Ghost. I speak to that spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you revealed to me that there's a spirit telling mothers, amen, that you, amen, hallelujah, don't have power to protect their children. I speak to that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I cancel you out. I preach against you. I speak against you. I pray against you right now in the name of Jesus. Our children will get the Holy Ghost. Our children will live for God. Our children will marry Christians. Our children will stay in the pew. Our children will worship. Our children will dance. Our children will shout. And we're going to be there, right there with them doing it. Oh, somebody give God some praise right now. Yes, yes, yes. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, and don't give up if your baby's 40 years old or 30 years old or 25 years old. Don't, don't let the devil convince you to just say, ah, oh, that's their life. They're going to do whatever they want. I can't do nothing. You can do something. You can pray until their life is just uncomfortable. The Bible says that the prodigal son came back because there was a famine in the land. Just start praying for a famine in their land. Just pray, just pray that the party dries up. Just pray that the relationships dry up. Just pray that their money run out. Somebody said, well, he got a good job. He going to hell. Pray. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said he, he got a degree. Praise God. And he married a nice girl. Keep praying. Praise God. And pray like the old timers pray. God, whatever you got to do to save them, save them. God, whatever you... Oh, give God praise. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands and pray. If you got the Holy Ghost, pray. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. You know, as long as I knew her, as long as I knew her, and as long as I knew my pastor, I could preach morning prayer because I'd be waking up early to pray. Not always. Not like I used to. But my, my pastor's wife, she, she died young. She died young. But she was always a morning prayer warrior. Her mother, her mother never came to church, and she prayed for her mother every morning. I remember us getting together in my pastor's house for years, not days, years, easily 10 years, every day, four, five, six in the morning, praise God, to just pray. And I'd hear, she'd come out, and she'd pray for her mother. God saved my mom. God saved my mom. Her mom was an actress. Her mom came out in movies. Uh, her mom did uh, ads for Gucci and Louis Vuitton and the, the whole nine. But 
But my pastor's wife kept praying for him, praying for him, praying for him, praying for him. She got cancer and uh, she died. But on the day she died, she told her mother, I want to talk to you. And her mother came into the bedroom. She, my pastor's wife talked to me. She talked to her children, to her pastor. And then she asked everyone to leave the room. She said, I just want to talk to my mom. Oh, praise God. And she just unleashed some morning prayer on her mama. I just don't know how else to say it. Because her body was so riddled with cancer and decimated that she didn't have much strength. But what she had behind her were years of morning prayer. Hallelujah. Just years of it. Just years of tenacious. Amen. Hallelujah. Half awake morning prayers. Praise God. My wife laughs at me sometimes because I just end up falling asleep in morning prayer. Praise God. But I try to explain to her there's still power. Praise God. Even if you're sleeping. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm telling you, there's power in just... Hey, you... You get credit for showing up to class, even if you don't get good grades, even if you don't pass. There's some credit right there. Same thing for morning prayer. Just get get there. Praise. I wish somebody look at their neighbor and say, "You just need to get there. Just get there. Just get there. I don't care if you just fall dead asleep and start sawing logs. Just get there. Praise God. There'll be a day you wake up and you'll be. Come on, I'm telling you, there'll be a day you wake up and the glory of God will be surrounding your sleepy self. Praise God, and you'll start seeing the benefits of morning in prayer. I'm talking about alignment. I'm talking about that type of alignment where nobody can eat your harvest, where no devil can take your lunch, where no spirit can take your blessing, and nobody can touch your flocks and your herds and your donkeys and your trees and your... Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. She looked at her mom, and with years of morning prayer, She said, I want you to promise me that you will live for God. She looked at her. She said, Vivian, you know I can't do that. She grabbed her again. She said, promise me you'll live for God. She said, I promise. Minutes later, Sister Ray has passed away. Two weeks later, we were in church. And her mother lived in Arizona. Praise God. And she came through the doors. Her daughter had already been buried and deceased and gone. And she came through the doors. And she said, I came to make right on my promise. She lifted up her hands. And my pastor prayed for her. But I, you know, you know, sometimes it's hard praying for your own family. And it's, it gets awkward. You feel uncomfortable. So he called me over. He said, Brother Prado, come pray with her. I walked over to her. Never in my life have I experienced, experienced this, Elder. I walked over to her, and I laid my hands on her, and I began to pray. And you, I don't know if this is my imagination, but I'm just telling you what I saw in my mind's eye very clearly. I saw my pastor's wife on the sleeve of Jesus Hallelujah. saying, You promised. Uh-huh. You promised. And as she lifted her hands, amen, that woman, amen, began to speak in other tongues in seconds as the Holy Ghost began to give her the utterance. Praise God. Amen. That, that, that's... Amen. She went back. She got plugged into a good church there in Arizona. Praise God. And she started living for Jesus. She called. She called my pastor. Amen. A year later said, why didn't you tell me that life was this good? Amen. Why didn't you tell... 
Amen. The devil couldn't stop it. Sin couldn't stop it. The world couldn't stop it. Louis Vuitton couldn't stop it. Amen. Movies couldn't stop it. Praise God. Hey, I, hey, can I tell you right now? Her marriage couldn't stop it. Praise God. And cancer couldn't stop it. Praise God. I'm talking about alignment, folks. Alignment. Alignment. Come on, somebody. Hey, oh, no, 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 no. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm the... Nobody gave her a fancy flyer. Nobody promised her programs. Nobody promised her activities. Nobody promised her a ladies' day. Nobody promised her that from the minute she walked through the front door, she'd be given an espresso or a latte and some cookies. Amen. All that there was was an aligned saint. Amen. That was praying. Come on, Jesus. Oh, Holy Ghost, help me preach to you. He Oh, somebody lift their hands right now and pray for some alignment in their life. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know we're having a move of God, but I have to finish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go quickly. My last two points are out of 1 Thessalonians. You got to pray in the morning. That's alignment. Number two, practice gratitude. That's alignment. Yes. Practice gratitude. Some of you are going to make it out of your situation with an attitude of gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. Sometimes you don't know if you're in the will of God, Sister Harris. We don't know. We feel lost. We don't know which way to go. And God, what's your will? God, what's your will? I'll tell you what's God's will every single day of the week. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. That's the will. 
Oh, come on. Uh, we're talking about be gratitude is always the will of God. And therefore, gratitude always equals alignment. Uh, you're always in perfect alignment when you're thanking God for the broken car. When you're thanking God for the little apartment. When you're thanking God, amen, hallelujah, for the right doctor. When you're thanking God, amen, hallelujah, for the house you do have. It's always the will of God, uh, amen, to thank God uh, for the money you do have. It's always the will of God to thank Thank God for the health that you do have. It's always the will of God to thank God for the family you do have, the husband you do have, the wife you do have, the kids you do have. There is no planet B. Praise God. You got what God gave you, and you ought to give him thanks for it. And all... It's alignment. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Amen. Psalms 1849 says, Therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. Thank him in front of sinners. I'm going to say that again. Praise God. Thank him in front of sinners. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank him at Whataburger. Because you never know what might happen at Whataburger. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank him at Starbucks. Amen. Thank him at Shea Wee Wee's. Praise God. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if it's Michelin Star. Praise God. Or the taqueria next to the Michelin Tire Change Place. Praise God. You just thank God. You just thank God in front of everybody. You and the kids just huddle, bow your heads, clasp your hands, and say, thank you, Jesus, for this meal today. Praise God. Praise Him in front of the heathen. Praise Him in front of the heathen at work. Praise Him in front of the heathen at Starbucks. Praise Him in front of the... Praise Him in front of the heathen that got your last name. Praise Him in front of the heathen. Praise God. First Thessalonians 5.19 says, quench not the spirit. That word quench actually, you know, in, in Spanish it says, not, don't turn off the spirit. But let me tell you what the Greek word there really is. Don't turn away from the spirit. So when the Holy Ghost gets to moving, stay in its crosshairs. Let it hit you. Stop dodging it. Stop playing dodgeball with the Holy Ghost. Just get hit. Just let it, just let it thunder on your life. Amen. Who cares if you black out? Who cares if you pass out? You ain't scaring us. Well, don't worry. We'll pick you up. We'll put a jacket on you. Amen. We'll let you know it's time to go. Amen. Praise God. But don't dodge the spirit. And don't dodge the spirit in your life. When the Holy Ghost gives you several witnesses that you're supposed to be doing something, just do it. Last but not least, and most of you know that this verse says, despise not prophesying. And it's actually not talking about prophecy. It's talking about preaching. Learn to love preaching. Love preaching. Preaching will get you aligned. Preaching will get you aligned. Love the preaching of God's word. Musicians, let's come. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, let's just lift our hands and pray. Amen. I know we preached long tonight, but there was, there was a great visitation of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Let's all come to the front and pray tonight before we're dismissed. Oh, praise God. We're going to close this service out, and we're just going to come. You could pray where you're at if you'd like, but we're going to pray for alignment. Praise God. We're going to pray for alignment. Praise God. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah.
Oh, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. 